Hey everybody, and welcome to the Amateur Philosophers Club, where two of your friendly neighborhood priests dive into some of the bigger questions in life and the broader ideas and the, the, the deeper concepts. Because we believe, just as Socrates believed, that the unexamined life is not worth living. My name is Father Richard Stonia, and I'm here with Father Denise Williamson. And today we are moving into a new section in our podcast where we will be speaking about ethics. We'll be speaking about the fulfillment of man and happiness. But before we dive into those big topics, Father Denise, how are you doing? Morning, Father Richard. Great seeing you. I'm not too bad. Not not too bad. Are you a uh, a soccer fan? Um. Okay, I've got to be careful here in how I answer because I don't know if my parishioners no. might be listening to this podcast because they I'm in definitely the definitely are soccer fans. And they are huge <laughs> soccer fans down in the South. So, like, I remember in seminary they said, listen, you've got to be neutral when it comes to sport because you can't be partisan because it may jeopardize your ministry in <laughs> some way. People might leave the parish. They may you. leave because people take this stuff pretty seriously. Totally. Like man. happiness. <laughs> totally. Um, so, like, let me say... Yes. No comment. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Did you play? We you had soccer games in seminary. Did you? Were you ever part of those teams? Well, considering that, like that was like one of the only two sports we could play. Yes. <laughs> what was the other? Like volleyball, volleyball, basketball. Sometimes. Oh, there was basketball. Down, no, well, it wasn't in our seminary. It was down the road where, on a Saturday morning, we would go play sport. No, I, I think I did soccer over basketball there. Oh, nice one. Yeah, I tried to play soccer, but but look, <laughs> ball sports have never been my <laughs> my strong point. But I remember the, this was. Um, I remember like for a long time, like whole of first year, I would go on the Saturday and play soccer and stuff. And I spent a lot of time on the field, like thinking about like soccer and about teams and about like, it was, I don't know, food for contemplation, which probably made, was the reason I was a bad soccer player. I was about to say, did you ever get hit by the ball <laughs> exactly, while you were my in, head in the clouds contemplation? <laughs> and like missing the pass basically. But um the beauty of the, the beautiful game the beautiful game and all that well yeah i suppose but i was thinking about i think i've reflected a lot about like teamwork and um and the end and 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 rules and and stuff like that which is which is interesting because that's what we um that's part of what we're, we're moving into a new section now in the podcast right so we've gone through at the beginning we sort of did history of 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 philosophy and that was like our, our introduction. Yeah, we did, we did a, a, an overview of, of the most important thinkers, at least in, in ancient Greece. And um, yeah, as an introduction. And from there we moved, um, where did we go from there? From there we went straight to anthropology, right? Yeah, we looked at, I um, uh, can't even remember now. Yeah, I think We looked at the nature, the nature of man. Nature of man, that was the second part. Mm. Yeah, because, oh yeah, because the author said that that's, that's a good place to start. Um, uh, at least practically, to start with, like, what are we? What is closest to us, which is our our, our human nature? Yeah. yeah. So we looked at the nature of man, and then now we're going to look at um, man's end and and man's happiness and morality and and ethics and things like that. After which, then we move on to like society a little bit, and we'll look at um, natural philosophy and then metaphysics. That's kind of like that's our that's trajectory. Our, our trajectory, our game plan. But this new section that we're moving into is um, is ethics, or, or uh, sometimes referred to as morality. And I think most people, when they think morality, um, or they think ethics, what's the first thing that comes to anyone's mind? Uh, is it right or wrong? Totally. What, know, are, what are the rules? What are the rules? Like, what's the limits? Yeah. Um, when we think about morality, that's yeah. at least the first thing I would think about like without reflecting absolutely yeah. if i said look the next three episodes we're going to be talking morality people will be like okay okay so what are the commandments exactly it's going to be like okay <laughs> yeah. what are we allowed to do what are you not allowed yeah, to do? yeah i remember and this is just coming back to the soccer analogy right so i remember um often people will use that comparison they'll they'll, they'll say ethics or morality is like the rules in a soccer game right so it's like there's the boundary um, that's put there, like you can't cross that line so that you can enjoy the game. Which there's some truth in there, right? Mm-hmm. But I've, like, through study and reading these great authors and stuff, I, I've come to discover that morality and ethics is actually much more about playing the game, enjoying the game, or maybe much more about scoring goals and winning the game. Do you think we could put it that way? I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, that's so true. I, I, I must say, I like, I... Almost exactly the same, mm. uh, like revelation, if you want to call yeah. it, through my studies too. Because yeah, up to then, I also my conception of morality was like, okay, exactly, 
what are the rules, discover the rules, and the rules then will help you to play the game. Yeah. Um, or, or just there, once you've got the rules out the way, like just make sure you don't break the rules, then you can kind of like play the game however you want. You know, it's like, well, then you can, you can, then you can play, right? Yeah. But it's like, no, no, it's the playing that's, that's morality is all about. That and all if about. you think about it, just because you know the rules doesn't make you a good player. Yeah. And of course, it's not, it doesn't make you a good player if you break the rules to get, to get the goals, right? right? Um, but the, the goodness is in, is, in, is in the playing. Is in the playing. Yeah. And I guess morality or ethics that we want to consider now, yeah. as we'll see, is not so much about discovering those rules of life, mm. but rather about how to live well. Yeah, so it's not like about, okay, so what are the rules that I have to obey? Yeah. But it's more like, how do I become a good soccer player, yeah. so to speak? If you, if you imagine soccer or any kind of sport is the analogy mm. for life. Mm. Um, what is gonna, what's going to make me to be a great player so that I can score goals and so that I can win? Yes. Um, and I think that's what I discovered through reading these, these great authors and, mm. and, and philosophers about morality. It's not so much about the rules and the laws, but about... How do I live a good life? What constitutes and makes a good life? All right. So, your yeah, ethics with the with the end of uh, the final end of of man in in view. But let's let's back up a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit what is teleology? Teleology. Teleology. It's like the study of different flavors of tea, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. Touché. Hey? Teleology. It will. That's teology. Teology. <laughs> teleology. It's different to theology. <laughs> Um, teleology is just is just a fancy term given for the, I guess you could say the, um, the awareness that all things in nature act for an end. In other words, there is there there is intent or purpose in nature and in natural things. Um, one of the principles of the classical philosophy is that every agent acts for some end or some goal. So agents perform actions for in order to achieve something, mm. whether it is, you know, a sunflower turning towards the sun in order yep. to receive its light for photosynthesis, whether it's an animal pursuing its prey, and whether it's a human being who makes a certain choice, choice X, mm-hmm. um, all these do make those choices for some end. For some whether end. they do it intentionally and like uh, consciously, like we humans do, or, or mm. let's say unconsciously, like the, like the sunflower. But all agents act towards an end. So in all... In all action, including of which choice is a, is mm-hmm. a kind, there is some purpose, or there's some aiming towards like a goal, yeah, to achieve something, so, so to speak. Could you say that things are moved by their end, by their purpose? Well, if the end is the goal, yeah, the reason why the agent acts is for that goal. Mm. So a reason is a kind of a cause, yeah. So you could say then that the end or the goal is what moves the agent, is what causes the agent to act. Yeah. And then that word teleology, the 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 study of telos or teleos, which is it? It might be both. Telos, actually. yeah. <laughs> and that's Greek for end. Telos is or goal. the end. Yeah. So yeah. it's the study of the goals of things, the ends of things, the things to which things move. And everything in life moves towards ends, right? Yes. Even in like an uh, a seed um, that is it, in the right conditions it develops into something. It's got like, it's almost got its end. It's got that sunflower or that acorn's got that oak tree like within it. And it's that end that almost pulls it out of itself. It's like moved by what it's moving towards. Its whole its whole being is directed to getting towards that end. Now, there's a there's a difference though between all natural things which happen where, where things move to, towards the end almost naturally right they're determined they they have to they're seeking those conditions by which they can come to their their fulfillment oh, we, we spoke about that earlier. Yeah. We, we call it natural desire exactly yeah. yeah um but that's different but that's different with humans right we're, we're the one creature that that we don't reach our fulfillment naturally like automatically automatically yeah, yeah. that's a better way to put it we we have this like privilege of consciously and freely participating in our self-realization yeah like we we can we can become aware of our final end mm. and we have to choose it yeah that's so, it. so we like privilege we and and responsibility weight yeah it's a gift it's, and a task it's heavy yeah yeah it's that like every everything naturally comes to its well tries strives for its fulfillment um but we have to we have to kind of cooperate we're like, we're like there's something in us that that uh that points towards what well, 
our end, our fulfillment, our completion, the completion of our nature. But this, the fact that in our nature we have a free will means that we have to choose with that. We have to direct ourselves towards that to be able to find, um, to have the completion of our nature. Is that a, is that true? Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it, I think. So ethics is all about discovering what our final end is yeah. and about how to get there. And how to get there. And if we just type what we said now, the place to start in ethics is at the end, hmm. paradoxically. Because as we've seen, all, we all act and are moved by the end. Mm. Right, so there's another dictum which is really important that philosophy uses that says the end or the goal is the last in execution. Yeah. In other words, it's the last thing we get to. It's the end of our journey, mm-hmm. but it's the first in intention. Yeah. So while it's the last thing we arrive at, it's the first thing we we think about because it's the thing that moves us to begin acting. Mm. It's like going on a journey, right? Of course. Yeah. If I want to get to Cape Town or wherever. Um, I have to first know it and I have to know how to get there. Yeah. And that desire of getting to Cape Town is what then moves me to mm. get into my car or go online and, and book an air ticket and then go to the airport and fly. And fly, yeah. Um, so the end is the last thing I arrive at, my destination, gets the last thing that happens, mm. but it's the first thing in my mind. It's a, yeah, it's the first thing in your mind. Interesting. And the first thing that sort of moves you towards that. And it's what, so the end, the goal, is what moves me. And that's interesting because sometimes people will say things like, and I mean, there's a truth in here, right? But I think that it also lacks a truth. People will say things like, um, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know, it's life's all about the journey. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the ride. <laughs> nice. But, um, and there's a truth in that, right? Like in, enjoying the process of things and not just being, um, uh, not like forgetting about the present moment and things. But it also lacks a truth in the fact that if we don't have a destination, we won't start the journey. We won't even be on a journey. We won't even be on you a journey. You can't even be on a journey if there's no destination. Yeah. Because uh, in order to be on a journey, you have to be journeying somewhere. Yeah. So then what is the link then with the, with the, the end and ethics? Well, ethics has to start with considering what man's final end is. What is our destination hmm. uh, that determines the journey that we're going on? Right. So any ethical reflection has to start with determining what is that goal what is that goal what is our final end hmm. there've been different like obviously ethics is a, is a huge subject and like many great thinkers yeah. have reflected on this and this has given rise to different ethical systems mm. over over the centuries mm-hmm. and we don't have to go into all of them now yeah. but I, I think what differentiates the great ethical systems from one another mm-hmm. is this very question not so much okay system a thinks that action x is right but system b thinks that action x is wrong yeah it's not so much like those questions like yeah. the hot button questions yeah like, like, like i think this is moral i think this is immoral no there may be disagreements sure sure but what really distinguishes the different ethical systems of philosophy is the question about the human end the human end and when we say that we mean what what completes your nature what, is, complete, what, will, yeah. what will bring your nature to fulfillment? We can call it, let's say, the global human good. The global human good. Mm-hmm. That which uh, encompassingly yeah. um, will fulfill you. Right. Will, will be your, your completion. So the real ethical question that we have to start with when, mm-hmm. we, cons- when we are considering man in his moral dimension, yeah. so his capacity to act and his freedom, is um, what is the good for man? Mm. What, what is, is a good life? And how does man achieve that? Mm. Um, what does it mean to live well? What is a full human? Yeah, exactly. Not, okay, where is the line between a yeah. good action and a bad action? What Did I obey all the rules? No, no, no. Like Maybe that will come later. Yeah. But it's that's not primary. That's not what the main thing we're looking at. We're mm. looking at like, okay, but did I become fully human? Yeah. Well, look, I think we, we should turn to Aristotle because... As usual, it's a good place to start. Yeah. A good, he's a good place to start, and he's he's a realist, and he he's really profound. Yeah, and because he he starts with this question, doesn't he? In his one of his most important works on ethics, the Nicomachean Ethics. Correct. Um, um, that's isn't that like exi- this is how he starts his, how he starts. his book, right? He says um, he says, look, um, every choice we make, we make for some end, as we've as we've pointed yeah. out, um, but there can't be an infinite chain 
of choices or desires that we have because otherwise our desire would mm. have no object mm. because an infinite series of choices in other words okay i do this in order for that but then i do it for in order for that mm. for that for that for that means that there'll never be an, an object of our desires yeah. so there must be something that we all desire for its own sake mm. and not for the sake of something else in other words like um think of us like a, a silly example of, uh, of everyday life um i I eat a certain kind of food because I like it or because I think it's healthy. Yeah. Why do I eat healthy food? Because I think it's good for me. It's good to be healthy. Mm. Why is it good for me to be healthy? Because ultimately I think it's going to make me happy. Make me happy. Yeah. And I would use, I often, when we, when we, when I, um, uh, when I was a teacher at St. Benedict's, right? I'd sometimes use this with the, with the, with the boys in the class, like say, like, what do you want to do? You know, like, what do you want to do with your life? No. Okay. What do you, what, like, what's your goal? No, I just want to like get through matric or I want to pass matric or I want to get a university entrance. Oh, why? No, because I want to study because I want to become um, a doctor. And why do you want to be, a why doctor? do you become a doctor? Oh, because I want to help people. And um, you know, they make a lot of money and uh, it's and like why a do you good want to do that? Well, maybe to support my family yeah. and, you know, give my kids a good education. Yeah. Like keep asking why, like, why, well, then why, why do you want to support your family and give your kids a good education and give them, give them a comfortable life? Well, because that's like, uh, I don't know, a good <laughs> thing to do. And um, it will be, and eventually you get to this point where it's like, well, why do you do that? Why are you making that choice? Why are you working towards that? Why is that your goal? Why why is that your why you why do you have all these goals in life? And there's it eventually comes to an a, a, a question that an answer that can go no further, where it's like, well, that's what will make me happy. That's what mm -hmm. will fulfill me. That's where I'll be. It's almost like they they can't give another answer because it's like. Because it's, it's desired for its own for sake. For its own sake. And that's the big big key in like speaking about the final end of man. If we think about, okay, what is his fulfillment? It's that thing which is, which is desired for its own sake and not for something else. Not I become this so that I can get that, so that I can get that, so that I can get that. Why at the end of the day do you want all of that? Well, because I want to be, and this is what Aristotle said is the final end of man. He used this word, right? Um, because I want to be happy. It's happiness that is that all people I think can agree is is the end of is the final end is what is happiness is what man is made for and that's what we move we all the choices we make is trying to move towards that but happiness isn't for anything else it's for itself right and if you think about it everyone regardless of religion or race or culture desires happiness yeah. and nobody cannot desire happiness yeah. do we need to disambiguate a little bit like uh, can there be misunderstandings of the word happiness here well i think we, we let's we were going to get into that yeah um so we can well well we, i don't i don't necessarily mean like different ways that we can be happy but even even the word i think maybe some people might think oh you just mean that emotion like of like of um, like contentment yeah exactly or or, or laughing or, or whatever it is it's like no 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 when aristotle uses that word happiness he's referring to something much deeper right he's ref I th it's it's a difficult word to translate yeah but it's it's something like a blessed life mm. um mm. like a happy life um not a not a cheerful happiness like a superficial happiness mm -hmm. but like a blessed life yeah um I don't know how else to yeah. put it, really. Okay, that's what so, we mean, right? Yeah, like a sort of a full life. A lot, and we mean full in the sense that what is full, as in there's nothing lacking. Nothing so no, lacking. no, yeah. there's no desire left unfulfilled. Interesting. That um, like, and that's it, I think why we speak about fullness because mm. when something is full, there's nothing lacking. Mm. And in the, in the, in applied to us, it means well, there's no desire that's unfulfilled, right? So it's a, it's mm. that state in which all our desires are satisfied. Yeah. And that's because that's what happiness is, isn't it? Yeah. Happiness is that the consequence true happiness of, of satisfaction, deep satisfaction. Deep satisfaction, right? Mm. Happiness is that state which follows from the satisfaction of our desires. Yeah. So can you say, this is, <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, is it true to say that then the, the question of morality or the question of ethics is the question of happiness? That ethics is about what will make you happy? Yeah, this is this is I think what we've been trying to drill home yeah. here, um, because it's so counterintuitive. It is. Well, it's counter. That's not the right word. Sorry. Cultural. It's, it's, it's counter. -cultural. counter -cultural. <laughs> yeah. It's so uncommonly thought of these way mm. these days, right? 
uh, ethics is often seen as an inhibition on your happiness actually totally um like we all know that you, mm. you, morality is to speak about morality is right is to speak about like oh you know something limiting exactly. and restricting it's heavy it's nobody wants to talk about mm. that um because morality is viewed as like an attack on one's freedom yeah in our individualistic society mm. today but this yeah. approach is quite the opposite isn't it this and this is this is the classical approach mm. that has been obscured yeah. for the last few centuries for for various reasons mm-hmm. um but this is the this is like the authentic philosophical approach is that what is the fulfillment of your freedom yeah what's your freedom going towards because that's right. where you'll you'll be happy not just okay this is restricting my my freedom or this is maybe something that i have to suffer for the sake of others or the sake of society it's like well i gotta wear my seatbelt. i gotta like stop at the red robot and stuff but if i was really free then i would just do whatever i wanted but it's like no 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 it's it's using your freedom to choose what is good for you that's going to make you truly happy in the right amount in the right order that will make you a mostly fully human and then it's, it's yeah. that state that will bring you true happiness and you see like even this this conception of morality as as a burdensome set of laws is like is even present in in people of faith who, who like yeah. want to live their faith to yeah. the full because you know like a, from a, a faith perspective um if you lead a good life um then you'll get your reward yeah. which is heaven mm. so as long as you obey the rules mm-hmm. the commandments um you'll then get the prize which yeah. is heaven but there's no real connection between mm. the the laws that you have to obey, like the commandments, mm-hmm. and then the prize that you get. Yeah. I remember one of our, uh, our lecturers in seminary liked to point this out. Mm. There's no intrinsic connection between the commandments and the reward, right? It's like, okay, follow these rules, jump through these hoops, and yeah. then you'll get your trophy at yeah. the end. But there's no there's no connection between the trophy and the mm and what you had to do. Mm. And that's, I think, an idea that a lot of people have. Like, okay, yeah. I have to obey the commandments. Yeah. Um, it's a burden. It's it's hard. I just have to, like, steal myself to do them. Mm-hmm. I have to re- resist. And then, okay, I'll get the prize. Yeah. But that's a faulty and erroneous understanding of, of ethics and morality. Mm. Rather that things are commanded because they're good for you. <laughs> that's they- it right there. Mm. Right? The commandments are commanded. Um, the commandments are not good for us because they are commanded. Yes. This, this guy went to say, but they are commanded because they are good for us. Yeah. It's like the 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 good life is not just something that's lived for some other prize, but it's a prize in, in itself. itself. <laughs> it's like virtue is its own reward is the the saying, but there's something deeply true in like no um the 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 ethical life understood in the, in this perspective that like ethics is 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 it's about happiness is about happiness and following that which will make me happy according to my human nature that that is fulfillment then it's like wow that this is fantastic i want to live a good life it's not just about what i can't do but what i can do to be fulfilled and to be fully human mm-hmm. let's start like 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 aristotle and thomas aquinas do and they look at different goods that people pursue and then they try evaluate okay is this the final good is this the right. good that's an end in itself that brings happiness in itself and it's not just a means or it's not a partial good or it's not a apparent good an apparent good yeah okay so the first thing that he looks at um or or the first thing we're going to look at the first kind of uh category of things of goods that people pursue and they pursue because of um because they want to be happy are are goods of of fortune right mm. so what does that mean and 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 why do people pursue that? And is that happiness? Well, yeah, Aristotle called them goods of fortune. And I find it's like, a, it's a pretty archaic term, term to be honest. Um, I think we should just say wealth. Okay. So like, here we're like talking money. about, okay, acquisitions. People acquisitions. Are, are seeking, seeking yeah. Yeah. Um, goods. To acquire things. <laughs> They're seeking goods, okay? Yeah. So the, like this you see, right? In, They're seeking goods as their good. It's like the example you gave of your of your students there at Benny's. Yeah. You know, um, why do you... Uh, why do you want to study university? Why do you want to study medicine? Mm. Um, because you know, you, you, if you become a doctor, you get a good salary. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can remember. Um, I think when I was also at Benny's, they invited a pilot. Oh yeah, a, a commercial pilot to come give a presentation, and he was d- describing to all the boys you know how cool it is to fly. But then, I was so surprised at what he then said because his major pitch to the guys for becoming a commercial pilot yeah. was that was the salary. 
Oh, really? He said, yeah, and if you guys um, eventually rise up, uh, you know, through the ranks and, and get to pilot like, a, yeah. you know, big planes like 747s and, and A380s, then mm. you'll be earning a fat salary of whatever the amount was. <laughs> and I was a bit taken aback. I thought that I was quite, uh, I was mm. not expecting such a, yeah. Like that would a, be a, the a main thrust of his. Justification. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I think for a lot of people, this is, this is um, what moves them. Like this is their, their their purpose in life. This is what they go towards is a better salary, a better job so I can get more things, so I can be more comfortable, so I can have more opportunities. Uh, I think for a lot of people, sure. I mean, if, if I say, okay, what, like the average person, the trajectory in their life, it's like, it's a career traje- trajectory, isn't it? Right. And that's not, it's not a bad thing. Well, here we come up we come up to that distinction that we spoke of earlier, right? That the global human good doesn't exclude partial goods, but includes them as parts to a whole and means to an end. Okay. So acquiring things and having money yeah. is not opposed to our final end. Like mm. We need those things. Yeah. Right. So it's not saying we exclude them. Mm. The problem comes in when we make acquisition the final end. The end, yeah. Okay. And already you see the problem there because yeah. you actually said it, Right. The final end of its nature is desired for its own sake. Mm. Happiness is desired for its own sake, not for the sake of something further, right? Because you, you can't not want it. Yeah. But wealth and money and riches, we want those things precisely because they are means to further ends. Yeah. And, and that's and that's why even, you know, when we're, we're sort of like... Um, well, that's why it can't be our final end. That's why it's a mistake to make um, acquisition... Or the career, the the goal of the one's end life in itself. Because we actually know that the, we we do these things so that we can have mm. wealth, so that we can buy things. Because yeah. we think it will bring us to happiness. Yeah, yeah. Most people, most people will pursue career and wealth and things like that for their family, or so they can get a, a bigger house, or be able to go on holiday, or send their kids to school, or things like that. But mm. also for a lot of people, it ends up becoming. The end in itself. It right? ends up becoming that. So there's this like rudimentary awareness mm. that it's a means, but without kind of realizing, they conflate the means and the end. Yeah. And so, and this happens with men a lot, right? You yeah. have the complaints of the wife that the husband is working too much. He's always mm. at work. He's never at the family. And then he turns back and says, well, I'm working for the family. What are you talking about? I'm, I spend these hours for you guys. Mm. I'm doing this for you. But he doesn't realize that he's actually turned his work into an end. Into an end. Mm. Uh, and so. And he's neglecting his family. Yeah. And so the problem with putting mm-hmm. um, acquisition as our final goal is that, well, it's a means and therefore can't, by definition, can't, can't be a final end, end. Can't be a final end. Right, because means are desired for ends yeah. and the final end is desired for its own sake. Mm. And we're, like most people, I think, who desire wealth and stuff, they want wealth so they can have, and we've spoken about this with uh, with freedom, right? So I can have more choices. So I'm able to do more things. Yeah. But the question then is, then what choices do you make? And what do you do to be happy? Like, it's like, okay, that's not enough to just have acquired or to have many choices. Like that can be helpful, but Mm. that's not the final end. That's not what's going to make you happy. And it's so interesting how this question about happiness is really what, it's really what determines, what judges our Mm. choices. Because if you think, think of the example of, like let's say a woman who decides to sacrifice having a large family mm-hmm. for the sake of her career. Yeah. And let's say her only son then dies in an accident. Yeah. As a teenager or whatever. Now she will regret not so much the fact that she made like the wrong choice in not having kids, but she realized that her whole conception of life was mm. mistaken. But she will end up saying, she'll regret, of course, that she sacrificed a large family for career. Mm-hmm. But a real regret is that, you know, she didn't understand what life was about. Yeah. She's like, I, I had the wrong idea of life. I thought that life was about this, but it's actually, it's about, actually that. about that. So you see that our conception of the human mm. good, the global human good, yeah. is really what determines our choices and judges, all mm. of them. And that's why it's so critical to ethics. So a person who sacrifices the good of family on the altar of mm. a career, so in this first notion of happiness as acquisition, mm. um, mistake, like, yeah, uh, has a mistaken notion of what, what it means to be human yeah, and what the global human good is. And I, I think that's the main, it's the, um, it's the most common proposal from, from, the, yeah. from the world, shall I say, but from our kind of economic um, situation 
uh, our materialistic culture, our materialistic yeah. culture is it's like well this is what life is about like like the, like things, this yeah. exactly it's about no i get a i go to work i go to school so i can get to university so i can get a good job so i can get a good salary so i can buy a big house so i can buy lots of things and it's like anyone sort of perceives that no but that's not enough it's not enough that's 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 not the final end and mo- a lot of people and this is the kind of the transition to the next set of of goods that we want to look at um whether these are the goods which will make us happy because a lot of people i think especially uh, young people um is if you said to them okay if you had all the money in the world right if you were super rich what would you do like what is the next choice then what would you use that wealth for and then often the the response is um our responses of of leisure or pleasure right it's like okay totally. well i would buy that car or i would go to this place or i would go i would uh buy that island exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah and uh, which also could be cool and exciting things but are they the final end of man are goods of what what in this category we define as goods of the body mm. or pleasures are those the final end of man is yeah, that what these, will make man truly happy or not so i guess these goods are like the goods of the goods of an easy life shall we say like a carefree comfort-filled life yeah um a pleasant life hmm. a pleasurable life yeah shall we say and let's say i think this is really common too right like most of us let's be honest yeah most of the choices we make we make because we we hope it will just le- give us an easy and comfortful yeah. life right yeah. or bring some For our most some pers- amount of pleasure yeah like that will lead us to the most personal advantage and the least amount of work and effort mm. like let's face it yeah. like that's most of the most of the time that's 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 the basis of our choices right mm. um but what's the problem with that well the problem with that firstly is that these are goods of the body mm-hmm. so they they are good and pleasant right uh, these things but we're more than just our body and so already mm. we will be satisfied, but only partially satisfied, because there's the whole other dimension of us that that is not being fed, our mind and our wills. Interesting, like we were saying, like if the the end of the human person has to be according to his nature, right? And his body and soul, his spirit exactly. and matter. And right? so, if body is just part of nature, if my whole life is in pursuit of fulfilling my bodily needs, bodily pleasures, bodily comforts. That won't lead to the fulfillment of it's me. It's not going to lead to it's happiness. Only half this of is me. the paradox, hmm. and we have to like say it. You actually yeah. won't be happy. You'll be yeah. You'll be you'll experience pleasure, mm. but you won't experience fulfillment. And sometimes I, we see this, or even experience it, right? In those times in our lives where we've pursued pleasure uh, intensely, sometimes it very quickly actually leads to to sadness and emptiness and emptiness paradoxically hey? it's interesting i was thinking about this the other day um what do you th- what do you think about this image it's almost like uh pleasures or or like if i think okay i'm gonna spend this day like just i don't know watching tv and eating chocolates YouTube. and <laughs> youtube or yeah. netflix or like just like just and and i don't feel fulfilled at the end of the day or the next day i'm not like happier but and someone can get into this uh, this sort of rhythm and i was thinking about it in these lines it's almost like you're living you're living uh, like a shallow existence so it's like i'm responding to my immediate desires my immediate pleasures and things like that no i want to do that i'm going to do that i feel like that i'm going to do that and so i i i i um i satisfy the sh- this shallow part of me but i'm ignoring the deeper levels right and that's why like the next day or the or a little bit later i'm I feel almost that gap, that mm. emptiness, that void that brings about a deep sadness because I'm living a shallow life. Well, okay. So the deep sadness comes from the gap between the fulfillment of the sh- of the superficial desires yeah. and the unfulfillment of, of the deeper of the real ones. human okay. desires. I like that. And then when someone experiences that, it's like, oh man, I I feel like so down. What should I do? Well, let me let me have another chocolate. Well, that's that's let a me great have point. <laughs> because, exactly because. If you just start, if you just give in to those mm-hmm. superficial desires all the time, well, what happens is that those desires build, yeah, and you and you have to go back more and more. Yeah, why? Because you're really looking for something more. Your yeah. desires go deeper than that, mm. and what you're trying to do then is to for, is to fill that deeper need, but on the surface. And yeah. since those desires, since those pleasures are actually in comparison with the goods of the spirit, actually pretty like um tame mm. you have to have so much of that and to make to, up to try and fill this deeper need that you have totally and that's why it becomes addicting 
yeah, and anything can be, right? But it's always, yeah, we're it's not always just that, talking about like drug addiction or yeah, pornography, like the the, the yeah, typical ones. But, but it can be anything. It can be TV. It can be like, oh, I want to watch another episode because it made me feel good. And I want to watch another episode because it made me feel good. And slowly it's creating this like void. And like they say, even with drug addiction, right? Your your highs get lower and your lows get lower because oh, okay. the, the, the deepness is getting more, more of a vacuum and the shallowness is less and less satisfying. And I think, look, not at all to make light of any kind of um, psychological disorders or um, chemical imbalances or anything. But I think this is why a lot of people, especially young people, experience depression or experience like a low mood or a, or a kind of deep sadness. It's because they're living a shallow existence. Yeah. And I think we've, we've all experienced the, um, we've all experienced that, haven't we? Yeah, totally. I think that's a, that's a great point. You know, we see depression rates so high. Yeah. Especially in our secularized Western yeah. societies. Which is funny. It's like we, we've got everything we want. Yeah. I mean, we live in the most prosperous civilization in history hmm. with the most choices open, right? Like yes. you can do, you can literally do, do anything. You, want, you can do whatever, whatever you want, you want in your life, right? Like never before in history have you had such a prosperous, free society. And yet never before have we had such an unhappy one. Yeah. These may sound like cliches, but like it's important Deeply to true, think right? about this. Yeah, right? and again, I mean, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not saying that all of depression is this. No, but no. we're saying the, the widespread kind of low mood this and is sadness has this has probably has this behind be behind it. So have this you, is the paradox. Have you, seen, yeah. have you seen the movie um, Groundhog Day? No. So it's a classic 1990s comedy. It almost mm. seems very kind of shallow on the on the surface, right? Um, but the, the premise of the movie is that he, is that this guy gets stuck in the same day. So he keeps waking up um, day after day and it's the, it's the same it's the same day every single day, right? Um, and so he suddenly realizes, wow, every day is repeating. I'm the only person who kind of stays the same, um, but I, I start the day again, right? So it's like there's no consequences. He's not going to go to jail if he if he kills someone because the next day he wakes up he starts again the day again in his same bed it's like he keeps mm-hmm. just restarting he's like oh wow there's no consequences I can do whatever I want and so his immediate reaction well when if I can do whatever I want I'm gonna try get as much pleasure as I can I'm gonna I'm gonna eat as much as I can I'm gonna do what whatever I want just to just to like enjoy life and he keeps doing this because and because there's no consequences. But what he finds is that the consequence, or what we see in the movie, is that the consequence is, is on is on him. Within, within he carries him. it, yeah. So he gets more and more depressed. And there's a whole section in the movie where he spends every day just trying to kill himself. It's like every day trying to kill himself in a new way because he hasn't, even though he thought, well, no, I can do whatever I want, that didn't bring him true happiness. And then the movie kind of unfolds as he slowly realizes wow, it's not actually in these things. It's not in pleasure. It's not just getting what I want. It's not in, in those things that will make me happy. It's something on a deeper level. It's something on the level of, of, of the soul. Wow. I like that. It's a cool movie. It's worth a, it's worth a watch if you look at it in that, in that, um, from that perspective. It's, it's pretty profound. So it's a, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> good in, in itself. In which yeah. sense? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Point taken. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that illustrates what we're trying to get across really well. Yeah. Um, there's another line from a book I read, um, a reflection on on our postmodern society mm-hmm. that said this materialistic society in which we have all these choices open to us that we're speaking about, um, in a way manifests the, the the truth of our infinite desire that we are that we have spirits within us, right? Because this what he says the infinite multiplication of yeah. partial goods. <laughs> So infinite multiplication of partial goods, so pleasures, mm. this free choices, movies, mm. you know, whatever different kinds of clothing you could wear, the foods, you know, hundreds <laughs> of different kinds of you know like toothpaste, Option. even you yeah. know, and options that you have, like the infinite multiplication of partial finite goods, yeah, right, manifests that we have an infinite desire within us. But the problem is that we're trying to satisfy that infinite thirst with infinite partial goods. Infinite (laughs) partial goods. And those will never add up to the infinite because they're all finite. Mm. And they often end up at the exclusion of of deeper deeper goods. Of real goods, yeah. Then we move on to the next. So we've looked at the goods of fortune, like acquiring things, the goods of of wealth. We've looked at the goods of the body, like Mm. pleasure and comfort and 
And we've seen that, okay, neither of those satisfy the, the full nature of man. Neither of those can be called happiness in themselves, um, even though they could be means towards an end, or even partially they, we can need them for satisfaction. But neither of them deeply satisfy the human person. Can we just, I just, can we just dwell on that point before we move on to the third? Mm-hmm. Um, because somebody may be thinking, okay, so you're saying that uh, you know, living a life of pleasure is wrong because it's bad. Mm-hmm. But we're saying, and some reason- some philosophers said yeah. that, right? Yeah, they're but, like, no, no, this causes too many problems. Don't have any kind of pleasures. Right. That was the sort of Stoic approach. Correct. And but like, what are? That's not what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. What our discussion hopefully has shown is that what's wrong with leading a life just based on pleasure mm. is not because the pleasure is bad, mm. but because it's not going to lead to your fulfillment. Yeah. The criterion is happiness. Yeah. Not, oh no, the pleasure. Too much pleasure is bad for you. I think it's just worth yeah. emphasizing that again, right? That's interesting. That's really interesting because we the, the the judgment is on the basis of is it going to lead you to happiness? Is it going to make you happy? Is and it going to make you fulfilled? Right? And we actually that's the, that's the true ethical mm, framework. Question. That's the true ethical question. That's the true ethical perspective. And we almost got to convince ourselves because our body keeps saying to us, like. No, this is what's going to make me happy is this yeah. pleasure or this extra 10 minutes in bed or watching this other thing right. or, or eating this or drinking that or whatever. But it's like if I if if I can use that experience or that not that of from myself or from others and, and see like, no, but that's that actually doesn't make me happy. Yeah, yeah I do need to fill in the shallows, but I need to fill. <laughs> it's the deep. The it's deeps. the depth. The deeps. Yeah. <laughs> it's the deep living, living life deeply that mm-hmm. there'll, there'll be much more human fulfillment and, and happiness. So what, then we move cool, on to yeah. the next category of things that people pursue for to make them happy, which uh, we can define as the social goods. Yeah. So this here, we, we're talking about things that people think, okay, the fulfilled life is the is perhaps fame or popularity. Or like honor. Honor, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I'm... If I'm well-liked by others. Yeah. And this can be on various a, degrees. Like yeah. if I've made a huge achievement, if I'm... If I'm, re- if I I'm, get recognition, if you know? I go down in the record books and if I get a plaque on the wall, that is must be a good life, right? Mm-hmm. If the people we remember, that must be that must be what it is to be a good life. That's kind of on the highest end of of living for for social goods. Then there's kind of like popularity, um, like wanting to be famous or wanting or even just on a on a normal social social level, like wanting to be liked by by people. Yeah. Why is that not? Because that seems deeper, right? Now we're talking about honor within a society, like a society that that ap- approves you, um, or within a group of people, people who like you. So it's more social. Um, it'll it'll naturally make you more likable, make you make better choices. But is that happiness in itself, and why? Why or why not? I think th- I think we should point out that um, this view of happiness is is I think higher than the previous ones yeah. already right because yeah. these are these are higher goods mm. in a way they're not just goods of the body or mm. or means or, or means like wealth um but i think the problem with leading a life like this is that well you actually don't end up becoming free or true to yourself but you end up becoming conditioned or a slave to what others think of you hmm. and so you can't end up being authentic because if you're um, Interesting. If yeah. your end is popularity or to be well liked, so like on that lowest level, mm. well, then you're gonna have to do what other people want you to do in order to be liked by to them. Be liked by them, right? So you uh, have to condition yeah. yourself and your behavior to whatever the group wants what at the, the moment. Interesting, hey. You know, um, and we see that today, like with all this pressure that young people have on social media, right? Yeah, that's sort of that's like the that's the underpinning thing of of social media, isn't it? Totally. I mean, right. things like things, it's platforms ex- where you present yourself, such as Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok today is the big one, yeah. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, but what's, the, what's underpinning it? It's acceptance. Interesting. Acceptance. Um, to, <clears throat> to know that, to, to, be, to be part of the group. Yeah. Um, or you like me. <laughs> or you like me. I mean, sure. I mean, it's a huge business. people like that, 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 that picture. <laughs> um, okay, but if you... If you Orient your whole life to that, yeah. so that my whole life is geared mm-hmm. to be like. Well, then your whole life becomes a presentation. Yeah, and a presentation that's based on what other people think. The expectations mm. of the group, and those can change. Yeah, right. Those can change, and it, it's interesting there because we 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 like perceive naturally that like 
and we honor this naturally we almost even appreciate that this even in our social media world is authenticity it's like we want people to be real um it's like we realize that that's much more important it's much more important to be yourself than just to conform to what everyone thinks or what everyone thinks you should do or should like or should say or can't say or, or can say or things like that i mean we commonsensically we agree totally. with that but we don't really live like that actually. i think it's man it's such a another paradox of our modern society is that it's so individualistic mm. and therefore so geared towards autonomy and authenticity you know it's all about be yes. yourself do you yeah. you do like you, that's man. that's that's the that's the premise today right do yeah. you and yet at the same time, we see so much pressure to conform. Mm. Like social media started as this platform for authentic self-expression that you can be yourself. Yeah. But it's like mutated into this platform where mm. you have to conform. You do you as long as it's within these, as this, long as these within parameters. parameters. And if you don't and you hit the wrong like, mm. you get cancelled. Mm. Crazy. You get hey? cancelled. Honor culture. Yeah, man, there's so much we could talk about with this. The it's cancel like culture. Cancel culture because it's like, well, if you if you're not... If you're not living as we say you should live or saying what we say you should say, then you're out. Then you're out. And you can't like recover from that. That's it. And what a paradox. So like this is supposed to be in the, the, a platform for free speech, free speech and authenticity, <laughs> mm. like where you can be yourself. Yeah. And yet, I don't think anywhere else do you find more pressure to conform. So if you pursue yeah. that as your good popularity, do you think what makes it not the ultimate good is that almost if it becomes your end, you have to sacrifice yeah. who you really are it, it, for it. Excludes it. A, it excludes a really important good, right? Which is your authenticity, mm. right? And your freedom. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning, like it's, you sacrifice your freedom to for, be yourself, to be, to be your true yourself. So like we, even as classical amateur philosophers can also say, do you, but like, mm, yeah. But the the deep, you, the, deep the real you, who you are as a human yeah. person, yeah. The real you. Interesting. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, that's a much, that's an interesting and a much more nuanced conversation. Then, but I think we almost, we know from all the experiences and the stories we've heard that pursuing fame doesn't bring happiness, right? That's what all the famous people say. <laughs> it's like even though, like, take often, their word for it. <laughs> okay. They're like, look, it's why not, can't we just believe them? Not like, that great being 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 yeah. famous. Um, it takes away a lot of a lot of your freedom, mm-hmm. um, but anyway. So okay. So the social goods, um, even honor, which is interesting, right? I wanted to talk about this one. I find this one fascinating. Yeah, because that's that. Yeah. That seems like now we're actually at a really high good, a noble good, a noble good, the mm. good of being honored by a society. Um, think is of the example, like I don't know. Think of somebody who who studies medicine and says okay i'm going to dedicate my life to going to serving yeah. the poorest people in yeah. central africa in like an ebola ravaged place and yeah. i'm going to dedicate my life to that you know work with like for let's say doctors without borders mm. or something they go to a war zone and they they go and uh, yeah now they, they're doing that for a good cause for a humanitarian cause mm. but also i think because it will bring them it's an honorable thing to do it brings with it honor it brings with it honor yeah yeah but, but the, the yeah the, the question then is if if that's your pursuit and let's say this person then chooses not to have a family right so they don't mm. have kids so they go become a bush doctor mm-hmm. at the expense yeah. of raising a family they, yeah. they, they forego kids in a way this is what what we've done okay so in, in a certain <laughs> sense i mean we've forgone the good of family mm-hmm. so that we can give ourselves to god and to the church mm-hmm. right so and that that also it does bring with it in certain circles not in all circles, but in certain circles, it also brings with it a certain honor that people say, "Wow, that's a that's a good thing that you've done." Okay, but the question the question here, and so I mean, I don't want to say that we've made a bad choice at all, nor nor that doctor. But the question here is, honor itself, the ultimate end of man. Is that what will make you happy or not? And if not, why not? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Sorry to bring us into the situation. <laughs> sure. Well, I, it comes. I think it comes down to the same problem of popularity, right? Yeah. Because your happiness is now tied to others' perception of you. Mm. It's external. It's external. Yeah. And extrinsic. Where it's like, no, this is the, It's a good that's said about you. Mm. Whereas we can we can almost automatically see that no no, it's much more important that you be good than that you be seen as good. And that's why it's such a it's so devastating when you see someone who um, has given up their life 
or given up some great good to like go do some 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 amazing some charity amazing work. charity work and then you find out they've got millions in their bank account it's like no no it was that's when you see people who are living for the honor it's like no what came what became so important was that the honorable aspect of it but it wasn't there wasn't an internal good so it's like okay well then the ultimate god of man maybe it can include that honor but if honor is sought for its own sake it very quickly will exclude the again authenticity the authenticity and that that inter internal good that okay it's more important then i suppose we could say that you are good and unhonored than that you are honored and not good and not good yeah so honor or popularity or acceptance can't be our final good hmm. which Can is why also and this is why we got we this hmm. is why um i mean things like this got said and emphasized in the seminary it's like don't become a priest because people look want you to, to you. or will look up to you or think that's a good position or your mom will be proud. Like that would be a very bad reason to become a priest. It's building, it's building that house on sandy ground, man. Yeah. And you, you're heading for, for, and for, great will be the fall. Great will be the fall. Big time. Yeah. And has been unfortunately many times. Because again, it's an extrinsic, it's an extrinsic good, yeah. shall we say. That you're, pers if you're pursuing that as your, yeah, as, as your, your final end. end. Yeah. All right. So even honor isn't the ultimate human end isn't our ultimate good our global good okay that's one more off the list <laughs> like narrowing it <laughs> down, narrowing down to what, what's it gonna yeah. well now now and i think we touched on it in this last one right because and we spoke about it a little bit with pleasure it's like okay well then what is the the inclusive good of the human person that that doesn't that goes deeper than just bodily pleasure right what fills in that gap of the deeps <laughs> what mm. is that that good that means it's good to be good and not just be seen as good so it, well it has to be that good that answers to and satisfies the the whole of man's desires and because yeah. man is a composite being as we said who has different desires mm. this good must be able to whatever this good is must be able to answer and complete all yeah. those various needs that man has without mm. excluding them mm. Right, so it can't just be a purely physical good, as we said. It can't just be a purely spiritual good, or mm. immaterial good, to to uh, to answer for the needs of his soul. But it must be one that is able to fill him in all his dimensions. Yeah, and I mean, even the the, I mean, we haven't even really spoken about. I mean, one of the legitimate goods, and I, I think probably the highest good then is the goods of the is the spiritual goods of the goods. soul. Yeah, goods of the soul, because we've spoken about goods acquiring goods we've spoken about goods of the body we've spoken about goods um perceived goods from others but what is that what are the what are the goods of the internal goods of the soul how can we define that and is that our ultimate good that's going to make us happy yeah, aristotle and the philosophers called it like the virtues and that we're going to go into mm. into those in in future episodes but give us a, a brief summary about what are the goods of the soul and why um are they uh are they happiness in this in themselves or and are they necessary so, yeah, for happiness goods of the soul i would say exactly are the virtues or let's say contemplating truth appreciating beauty so so like living a life that aspires that 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 answers the higher aspirations of man i'm okay. trying to trying to translate it into a more let's say like contemporary understanding yeah um so like living living a higher life shall we say like not or a deeper life a deeper <laughs> life paradox <laughs> another paradox yeah, yeah higher and deeper means the same thing yeah um yeah, I you know so. Um, or maybe maybe we could say this like that, if we if we've looked at all those different parts of man, the one part we haven't looked at then is his are those deep parts of yeah. him, right? So and what are the deep and high parts of man? And will. The intellect and the will. Yeah. And so those 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 being able to rightly aim your intellect and your will, that is to be able to choose things well, that is to be able to, um, uh, like, face difficulty and overcome it that is to be able to choose even when it's difficult to choose you know be, be able to seek the truth no matter what right these are these are goods of the soul which are which are often referred to as as virtues mm. um and is that happiness and is human happiness possible without that i think we need those those virtues those habits for happiness because our soul needs them mm. but they can't alone constitute happiness mm. because again 
our, we're looking at the soul now, this mm-hmm. higher part of man. And as we saw in the, in the previous episodes, our desire for truth is not just for any particular truth, mm. but for truth in general, for yeah. all truth. And our will's appetite for the good is not just for particular goods, yeah. partial goods, but for goodness itself. For the good. For, for the good, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, no, so when it comes down to it, no finite thing, whether it be a virtue, wealth, an honor, a particular pleasure, even mm. which is one, which is which is one experience, no particular experience or state will be enough to satisfy us. Mm. That's interesting, hey. And uh, and it gets right back to the beginning of what <clears throat> we were saying. It's like okay, what that all things move towards their end. The human person cooperates in moving towards his own end what is the end of the human person it's that which completes or satisfies his nature what Mm. is his nature his body and soul what are the faculties of his soul the faculties of his soul are his intellect which wants to know all truth truth and his will which moves towards the goodness goodness in itself and it's so like it's like okay well then our human nature's end according to its nature Yes, includes the goods of the body and um, relational and social goods, but in its high and its deepest part, it is and being rightly ordered in in all of my my um, my passions and my desires towards the highest goods and being in in that kind of self control and that freedom to be able to choose the good, but then ultimately yeah. that my my intellect be contemplating knowing truth in itself and that my will be fixed on. Fixed on that good. On goodness. It's like those two infinite things, which we perceive in these various faculties as their object, are our end. It's like, is loving the good and knowing the truth. Do you think we could say that? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a great summary. This is, this is our completion. This is our completion. But what is this great truth? <laughs> what is this great good? Well, this is the that, hard thing. That we yearn for. And like this infinite truth and infinite goodness, yeah. that which which alone can satisfy our thirst. Mm. What is that? Yeah, and what is like? How did even? Are you were saying to me earlier? You know, this is almost this is like the peak of 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 human reason, getting to this point of realizing, wow, we are made. This is what Aristotle said, right? Right. We are made for the contemplation of the truth. He was like, this is the highest kind of life, is contemplating the truth. Yeah. And others will cut would kind of complete that vision later and say, and also. Being our will being fixed in what is purely and completely good, but then where do we where do we go from there? It's like we're made for infinity. Our natural end is supernatural. This is a, this is another paradox of man, mm. right? So that's what we were saying at the beginning. Um, the ha- happiness yeah. human problem without a human solution. Without a human solution, there because by n- by nature we tend to the infinite, and remember we saw that this is precisely what explains our. The possibility of making different choices hmm. that that no particular good satisfies us completely yeah. and this is what explains our free will right the in, the indifference of the will yeah. to different goods yeah and hence it's its ability to choose because ultimately the only thing that's ever going to satisfy our will is like the being itself infinite truth and infinite yeah infinite, infinite being being right because that's what the good is ultimately it's being as desired i mean that just shows you our own depths right? our own depths right? how, so that we're bigger than the, world. the human person is we're bigger we're than bigger the world. than we're bigger than the universe the yeah. universe itself is is not cannot contain us right <laughs> cannot the, satisfy cannot us. satisfy us the the meaning of this world is outside this world be as one of our lectures love to say interesting right? hey yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> anyway look we've opened up a lot of kind of portals and doors and questions yeah here. dropping a lot of dropping hints. a lot of <laughs> but but um <laughs> But in this section, so this first part of the section on ethics has been, okay, we want to look at what is, what is if, if the goal of ethics is, is twofold, right? What is the human end and how, and do, how do I get there? Now, we've, we've what's seen the destination? what's the destination, what will make me truly happy, what is our end, and then what choices do I need to make to, to direct because myself towards that? Because it's the destination that. that determines the route. Yes. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. It's all about the destination <laughs> that will determine whether you have a good journey or not. And yeah. you need to make the good choices in your journey to get towards that destination. So then the next episodes that we're going to be looking at are like, okay, then what choices do I need to make? 
What 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 kind of person do I need to be? What what do I need to value above? Um, what goods are higher than other goods that will direct me towards this this infinite good to which my soul tends and in which it will be satisfied? And those are the virtues. And those are the virtues. Cool. Awesome. Thanks very much for a fascinating conversation. It's really oh. been. I've, I've, I really enjoyed it. Also. I, I love this, this this topic so much, and and it is it's so invigorating when you when you start realizing like oh man, ethics is about happiness and about like freedom and human fulfillment. Then it's like wow, this this is so important and totally and, yeah. and good for me, and it's fantastic just to to speak about it. But thanks very much, and then yeah, I'll I look forward to to um to to us diving more and more into it um in the in the next couple of weeks. Have a good week.